He is the founder of Ballistics Breathing, where he provides respiratory training and education for athletes and everyday people. He's also a researcher on human performance, and it's a pleasure to have him here today. Nestor, welcome to The Forever Student. Thank you, Stefan. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. And actually, it's my first podcast and being <laughs> on air. Very exciting. So, thank no, you. No pressure at all. No pressure at all. Um, I'm very excited to have you here today because one of the things that we haven't really spoken about on this on this podcast is breathing. And I think there's a lot of stigma that we need to get through. And um, let's start a bit with your background. So how did you get into breathing in the first place? Yeah, I, I've been all my life involved with um, um, sports. Okay, and let's say that after 2014, I was looking for something different. And I got to know uh, some people in the States uh, from, they're called uh, Jim Jones. And uh, it's very similar to CrossFit and functional training, but with a different kind of mindset. Now, actually, uh, in Jim Jones, you say that mind is primary. Yeah, and that brought me into a different stage of physical performance. And uh, it connects you more with consciousness and and as from there, I, I wanted to improve even more my performance. So uh, one of the options I had was to uh, try and understand breathing a little bit better. So uh, I was not a, an elite athlete, but I was training and living like an athlete, not getting paid for it. But uh, yeah, once you have your your sleep cover, your nutrition, your your uh, supplement, so what else is there in order for you to improve the performance? So I, I thought, okay, let me try to start researching and understanding a little bit breathing. And that brought me into a journey of uh, more than six years of, of research and self-experimentation and, and trying to understand the whole spectrum of breathing, which is, can get very complex. Yeah, so this is how I really started being involved in, in, in breathing. And I look forward to hearing more about the the benefits and, and your learnings over the last six years uh, when you got into breathing. But I, I think first, if we could tackle the misconceptions, like what are some common misconceptions about, about breathing? Yeah, the first uh, thing I would say, there, there can be many and it can be vary from individual to individual. But uh, I would say the most remarkable misconception is giving for granted that uh, uh, breathing is always there. Yeah, so it's not understanding how you can implement breathing. And actually from ballistics breathing, we teach breathing as a multifunctional tool. Because actually when you start understanding breathing, you apply it in different ways based on what you, what you want to accomplish or, or your, your, your mental state or your physical state. And therefore you start within a different uh, journey. Yeah, so I, the first mi misconception I would think is, uh, I would say, is uh, not implementing breathing as, as with the potential it has. Yeah, totally. I, th I definitely think we take it for granted a lot. Um, and, and as a result, I think a lot of us are breathing. I don't know if wrong is the right word, but because we don't really focus on it and we don't know how to do it, I feel like a lot of us are actually doing it wrong. And um, why is this? Uh, nowadays, there are um, different uh, patterns that can influence uh, on proper breathing. Uh, the, the, the first one I would say is to, we are not uh, 
active enough. We are cities for too long, and that uh, also uh, creates many, many dysfunctions in our respiratory system. Yeah. Also, uh, another issue can be uh, overweight, for example. So when you don't move too much and you add, for example, overweight to, the, to, to your condition, everything starts uh, turning into a little bit uh, more challenging. Yeah, your diaphragm starts getting stuck and your uh, respiratory muscles, they are not that active, they are not so functional. And let's say that uh, instead of doing a proper breath, you start uh, breathing more shallow and therefore you need to breathe more in order for you to your body, your physiology to feel a little bit more uh, satisfied mm. with with oxygen, and uh, that when you start breathing more, your heart rate going starts going a little bit higher, and when your your heart rate is going a little bit higher, then um, you might get some uh, stress response. That means you are not so focused. You are a little bit more stressed. You jump into what is called a sympathetic. Uh, a nervous a nervous system and then you are a little bit more stressed and this is can be carried uh, from day to day and from week to week and from year to year and the thing starts de degenerating yeah so uh that's why breathing is uh, it's, it's so important and the more conscious you are about breathing the more you are able to influence in all these patterns in order to align them based on what you on, on what are your your needs and yeah. what do you usually do with your clients? Like in terms of analysis, for instance, right? Yeah. Like the first time that you meet someone, we've obviously met quite a few times at this point and we haven't really gone through the actual analysis, but we've definitely done a few, uh, a few breathing exercises together. And, and I've, I've used one of the machines that, um, mm -hmm. that you gave me to test, which yeah. is the P100, which was, I mean, a game changer. I, I started using this just for all the listeners out there, like I started using this machine, the P100, uh, for I think it was like 10, 15 minutes a day, like different exercises, uh, respiratory exercises. And Nestor basically recommended, okay, do it before you work out, particularly before you run. And it immediately gave me this like crazy, I guess, boost of energy while I was running. Like it, it helped me make the run a lot easier which was to me extremely surprising. Like I never think, I never thought that doing like breathing exercises before a run would be particularly helpful, especially not to that scale. But just to take it a step back, when you have someone who comes to you and says, hey, you know, I want to, uh, I want to go through the process with you. What are sort of the steps that you take them through? Yeah, the first thing we would like to uh, do is a, is a friendly talk uh, for free without any compromise. Uh, what we want to understand is the profile of the individual and see what are the, the needs and see if we are able to support and help this person. Once that stage is clear, uh, because there also can be some uh, medical conditions we, we are not able to cover. Yeah? But if we are able to, if it's kind of green light, then uh, what we like to do is a, a deep uh, assessment in order to understand uh, the lifestyle and, and, and the conditions of the person, what wants to accomplish, how are the sleeping patterns. And we bring a, a kind of um, questionnaire in order to understand the profile of, of the individual from a holistic perspective. So that means we consider everything from your nutrition, for your stress levels, 
what are your uh, kind of what training do you do what you want to accomplish so a lot of stuff and as from there we 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 do um, we give him some suggestions about what we would recommend in order for him to start implementing and start accelerating the improvement yeah normally we are more focused in in sport performance but we also uh, help um, individuals like kids with uh, breathing issues or people who are, which are older or they don't have to be older but they are coming out of from uh, covid so the, the respiratory system gets too weak and uh, especially uh, we feel passionate for for athletes which is a little bit more challenging and more and everything is a little bit more complex yeah and uh, yeah yeah and i think i think breathing doesn't necessarily fall within a particular bracket like if you look at like going through these exercises whether it's using a machine like the p100 or just doing other types of breath work like someone who's listening to this might be like oh is this for me <laughs> i think if you if you one also suffer from anxiety like if you have trouble sleeping if you have trouble with energy levels uh if you feel out of breath quickly or then on the flip side like we like you said like if you're recovering from covid um if you have asthma if you are an athlete who wants to improve their performance even by like percent like i feel like this is then something for them because i think one of the things that we often take for granted is we breathe 24/7 right yeah. like if you don't breathe you die yeah. so so understanding how to optimize that is um is difficult because it's not something that's talked about enough and i think the reason that i appreciate your work is because you're mm educating people on like listen it is important um and so you know are there any other benefits or what are the benefits in general of the work that you do and um and how does someone go about you know starting today yeah the the benefits are mainly focused on on the profile of each individual here what we do is to personalize individualize uh, the services and what the person wants to accomplish so for example if you are if you are a, an athlete or you train like an athlete or if you are a professional athlete uh, benefits uh, are, are huge and incredible uh, first of all i would say that uh, once you start understanding breathing uh, you do breathing exercises like before you do your training it can be done with a p100 for example which is an amazing machine but if you don't have the p p100 there are other exercises you can implement and that helps you to uh, what we call upregulate so it prepares you to fight okay and then during the workout uh, it's uh, breathing is amazing because it's also it has to match uh, the 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 how you say the effort yeah because breathing is about ph balance constant ph balance and the more uh, effort you you do the more acidity is created in the body therefore you need to remove this acidity that it's 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 let's say it's translated into carbon dioxide and then you need to play with what we call the ref system it's a system we have developed that helps you to understand what is the frequency you have to breathe how deep you have to breathe if you have to use the nose or the mouth and also for example uh, for uh, crossfit athletes there is a big uh, um, um how you say in, in interaction between if they are moving weight or if they are not moving weight so on all this plays a big role within within breathing what happens when you 
because this is one thing that we spoke about before. What happens when you breathe in oxygen, but don't breathe out enough? Yeah, there is a, as I said, the game of breathing is understanding pH balance. So when you start breathing too much, what happens is that... Uh, breathing too much means you're breathing in too much and not out enough? Uh, breathing too much means, for example, uh, it's called hyperventilation. That means that uh, you are not, you are breathing too much to the demand you are imposing at that moment. Too fast, basically. Yes, yeah. too fast to the demand. Because you can be, if you are, if you are doing, for example, uh, uh, in a rowing machine and you're doing a 2K or you are, you are run, running 100 meters or you are in the last sprint of a cycling race, you have to breathe so much in order to remove so much CO2 because you are generating a lot of uh, CO2 also. So you need to breathe a lot. But if the problem is not breathing a lot. The problem is breathing too much when you don't require to breathe uh, too much, yeah. So what happens when you start when you are not matching uh, the 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 amount of uh, um, let's say the effort you are doing and you are breathing too much? <clears throat> what you do is that you start removing too much CO2 and you start bringing more uh, oxygen and therefore the 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 pH uh, shifts to more alkaline and then within alkalinity. The, the tricky part. The tricky part is that uh, this is uh, about cellular respiration. When the body shifts to a, a more uh, alkalitic, uh, alkaline state, the red blood cell that is carrying uh, the hemoglobin and oxygen is not delivering the oxygen to the muscle. And what happens as a result? <clears throat> that, that means that the the red blood cell, as you are too uh, alkaline in the muscle. Uh, it passes by the muscle and it's not, it doesn't accomplish the, pro, the, the full delivery of oxygen. So although you are thinking you are breathing too much and that is going to bring you more energy, at the muscular level, level the, the hemoglobin is not releasing the oxygen. And, so, and what, what happens, like if you, if you look at that from like a physical standpoint or a feeling standpoint, like what does that feel yeah. like? Uh, it can feel the extremes. So being too acidic, so not breathing enough and breathing too much can be felt similar. Okay, so what happens when you breathe too much is that as uh, everything gets too alkaline, the vessels and the capillaries, they start closing up and therefore it's harder for the blood to flow and there isn't the right delivery of uh, oxygen from the red blood cells. So when you are breathing too little, there isn't, although you are creating uh, the right environment because it's more acidic, there is a lot of delivery of oxygen, but the, 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 the flow of oxygen is not optimal. Therefore, your legs are going to be, they're going to feel heavier. Mm. Yeah, so that's why you need to understand a little bit and this you need to go through training and we go into different progressions in order to make conscious the individual of uh, what are those feelings in your extremities or, or what do you physiologically that is connected with your mind and you need to start doing connections about this in order for you that when you are performing, you are able to spot this uh, when the traffic light is going to, to in yellow, then you can uh, influence in that by changing your breathing, by changing your, 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 
how deep you are breathing, the frequency, if you need to uh, accelerate the breathing through mouth breathing or nose breathing. So there is a big game and a big role within all this. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we talk about uh, nose breathing and mouth breathing for a second as well? Like what are the, I've always been taught as an athlete, like breathe through your nose, out through your mouth. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the person or the people who told me that necessarily know why I should be doing that. It's just something that like you're told. But what are the benefits of that versus like just breathing through your mouth? And obviously the reason I'm saying this is like some people don't breathe through their nose at all, yeah. whether it's, you know, on a daily basis or like at night or whatever. But then obviously you have the athletes as well, where it's like, you know, how far can you go or how long can you go by just breathing through your nose? Um, and for me, it's something that I'm continuously working on right now when I'm training for a run. But what are sort of the benefits and what's sort of the science behind that? Yeah. Um, from ballistics breathing, we try to teach uh, especially most of the most of the time for the to let's say recycle the the, the athlete to uh, implement better nose breathing mm. although nose breathing always is going to give you all the solutions okay but let's say uh, if you if you match within the different zonings from let's say from one to five being five the the hardest one like you can only sustain it for maybe 10, 30 seconds, like less than a minute, like kind of an, an all out. And being four uh, above the threshold that it's very hard and but you can sustain it for, for some minutes. Uh, and being one like super relaxed, walking or being seated. Uh, what we do is to try to uh, re-educate the athletes in order to be able to work with the full lung capacity nose breathing in and out. Why? Uh, although sometimes you can, you have to implement nose mouth or mouth mouth, which we don't really uh, love. Okay. So let's say once you start practicing, you start changing your, your, what you are used to. And uh, I would say that almost hundred percent of the people we work with, they discover themselves and they are able to uh, they are surprised because they they finish what they were trying to accomplish in in, in a different state before, like more uh, complete, and they are able to control better their physiology, and they are all able to control better their 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 strength and their and their resources. So, for example, and this is in relation with sport performance, uh, one of the most important things is that nose breathing. When you inhale through the nose, in the nose we have so many capillaries. And there is where uh, part of uh, nitric uh, oxide, which is a, a gas we generate in the nostrils, it's what it creates is a vasodilation and capillary dilation. So what it helps is to open the vessels and the capillaries uh, because you drag every time you breathe in, the slower you breathe, the more uh, nitric oxide you are, you are bringing in and everything kind of uh, welcomes the, 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 the oxygen. Yeah. When you start performing mouse breathing, uh, it's more about, uh, for me, it's more about uh, removing CO2 rather than bringing in quality because you kind of bypass this nitric oxide release through the nose and everything, of course, the nose performs more than 30 different uh, functions. Yeah. One is uh, warming up the air, uh, filtering, mm. uh, releasing uh, nitric oxide and blah, blah, blah. And you have so many um, humidifying. 
and cooling if the uh, outside, outside uh, air is too warm or warming it up if it, the outside uh, air is too cold. So when you start bypassing that and you start breathing through the mouth, apart from you are not doing anything of that, <clears throat> you are bringing the air too cold, uh, too dry, uh, too warm with all the dust, with all possible bacteria and viruses that are not going to be filtered. So uh, let's say you are not able to prepare uh, your body in order to absorb properly uh, the, the prepared uh, gas. Yeah. Okay. And, and then on the flip side, if you breathe just through your mouth, what are the downsides of that? For me, I mean, you know, the obvious ones are like, you know, your mouth becomes extremely dry and you don't filter the oxygen properly. And I think the quality of air that you get is not as high as breathing through your nose. But like, are there anything, any other things that we need to think of? Um, mouth breathing, let's say, if, so if you are not uh, for a non-athlete, for example, uh, it will, uh, it, it will, trigger a, a stress response. That will be the, one of the main things. And also uh, mouth breathers, if you are breathing what you practice during the day, you get very good at it, and then you start practicing during the night. So that will also bring some uh, snoring, and uh, also uh, when snoring degenerates, you start jumping and going into episodes of sleep apnea, which is uh, is not a normal way to breathe. If, if if people snore or they have sleep apnea, they need to try to bring this back and try to take control of the rest because this is it's uh, something that it's it's adding. And um, for example, uh, when you start snoring, uh, your heart rate can go easily ten beats per minute more, easily, easily. So you are you are resting but you are feeling like you are doing exercise. So does that mean that like when we snore or, you know, when we experience sleep apnea is the biggest downside that we're just not getting the same rest or the right rest that we could have if we don't have that? Yes, definitely. Definitely. It, it works uh, against you. And uh, in many cases can be easily fixed. Of course, you need to put the work to reactivate your respiratory uh, muscles. But some, some, uh, most of the times can be can be can be fixed, and also if you start tapping into sleep apnea, you can reverse it, also. But don't let it degenerate so much because then it is it, very hard to change the condition. But uh, uh, mouth breathing, for example, a lot of people who mouth breathe, they sleep with the aircon on. M most of the time, they they have a cold. Because you start breathing through the through the mouth, it dries all your airways. The mm. airway passage gets dry. Therefore, uh, the, the, your body, in order to protect itself, what it does, start generating mucus, mucosity, and not only in the trachea, but only also within the bronchioles, because the 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 air you are breathing is not prepared. And on top of that, for example, uh, people start um, um, living with blocked noses. Because uh, once you, you are not using the nose or the mucosity in the nose, uh, it, it, it blocks the passage. And this is an endless, an endless uh, cycle that has no, no, no end, except if you say, okay, let me start taking control of, of this. And uh, also due to uh, when you are sleeping and kind of you do go into hyperventilation. So you are constantly removing too much CO2 your heart rate uh, starts beating uh, stronger 
and faster and your heart rate goes higher and therefore your sleep is not going to be as optimal. And that's why, for example, one of the challenges for us is that athletes, we need to look into all these details that are like a, a step back in order for them to start improving their, their energy levels. If you want to uh, break your records and you want to improve, we have to go back to the, to the basic, which is we do a sleep analysis for uh, seven days and that helps, that helps us to create a pattern and see if this person is snoring and how much uh, the saturation of uh, oxygen is having during the sleep. <clears throat> and from there, start reactivating and uh, start re-educating into nose breathing. So maybe we need to tape his mouth during sleep and we use other mouthpiece devices that helps to keep your, your, your mouth under pressure so you don't open it and uh, little by little with breathing exercises and a lot of consciousness and, and uh, time will pay off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, mouse breathing <laughs> is it's uh, one of the uh, worst things uh, can be we, we are actually doing and can be done. And, and what can someone, let's say a non-athlete who is aware that they're breathing through their mouth, particularly at night, what are some things that they could focus on? to avoid that like because we spoke about the p100 right yeah but like yeah not everyone has the p100 and 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 like you know if if someone wants to look at like some easy let's call them easy fixes yeah. what could those potentially be yeah here the 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 p100 for us is a is a, it's an amazing tool because we use it for it can be used for many purposes it can be used for someone who is into sport performance is going to incredibly uh, activate and strength and make uh, you can do endurance training uh, and reactivate those uh, breathing muscles which you don't activate them that well when you are training there is, of course there is activation but p100 it's miracle tool and you can do it you can do uh, one hour training uh, seated or standard and you can uh, work it in parallel to your performance if you're in a, in a bike you can also implement it and the amazing thing about the P100 is that it has a kind of a microchip and needle inside uh, that is constantly measuring uh, the gas exchange. And when you are desaturating too much, that means that when you are uh, removing too much CO2, what happens is that you tend to get lightheaded. Mm. Okay, because everything, all the capillaries are closing uh, in your brain in your muscles and that's why uh, blood flow isn't optimal when you're breathing too much and you know, when you're linking with sport performance is what happens yeah uh, but for example um p100 can be also used for people people with uh, um, snoring and sleep apnea why because that brings a reactivation of the diaphragm and the breathing muscles and what i said before what you practice during the day you during the night you are going to start breathing better so the, the body is always uh, striving to to find a balance and to go back to the to the best uh, conditions that cause less uh, issues in your body so if you give the right tools for your body to heal and improve it's going to it's going to happen yeah and for example uh, if you don't have access to the p100 um, there there are a few things uh, that you need to be aware of before sleeping it's not only about, about uh, breathing, 
It's also about having the right mindset and state in order for you to resume breathing in the best conditions. Mm. Yeah, it's not only, okay, I do this breathing exercise for three minutes, I'm, I'm still thinking about my issues with my boss or, or things, uh, problems we have. So the best way uh, to resume breathing the quicker is uh, to, um, kind, you can do different, it's more um, about relaxation, we call it down regulation. Uh, and then um, it's, uh, let's say, um, it's about relaxing your mind and you can relax your body. Yeah. And then you, you do specific breathing exercises for you to feel relaxed and you feel heavy and then you feel heavy, but then you feel lighter at the same time. And once you clear, you clear your mind of thoughts for a, for a while, then once you fall asleep, you are going to start uh, recovering quicker. <clears throat> if not, you, you, if you, you fall asleep too quick, what happens is you will still be hooked to the stress and the body will need a period, like a, di a mental digestion, in order to come down and start healing or start recovering. So it's like a, a mental digestion. Yeah. So what you do is to try to digest that and, and be mentally and physically ready to start recovering. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think like meditation helps with that a lot. Yes. What, I, what I've done now for years is one, doing it in the morning um, and not necessarily like, I, I don't necessarily focus on breathing too much, but I focused on, I definitely focus a lot on like setting intentions for the day and gratitude practices and like all these sort of things. And that automatically gets me into a state of one relaxation for sure. Mm. Um, and then at night, I mean, I kind of do I go through the same process, reflecting on the day and, and you know, just dealing with whatever thoughts that you have in your head for X amount of time. My recommendation is to do it for a minimum of like 30 minutes. Like when you, when you sit down at night by yourself in whether it's a dark room or not, but like sitting by yourself and, and just letting thoughts come and go, like what you'll realize is the first 20 minutes are just chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just this crazy influx of little things that you forgot to do today or encounters that you had or whatever it may be. But then after those 20, maybe 30 minutes, things start slowing down, like your mind starts slowing down. And that's when you start getting into a state of deeper relaxation. And I think that's usually the perfect time to then also call it a night and say, okay, cool, I'm going to go to sleep rather than, and I think this is what we often do is to continue to stimulate our mind by you know, being on our screens. So being on your phone and scrolling through Instagram or like checking on an email right before you go to sleep. And I think all of these things must also contribute then to our breathing, right? Because I think when you're sitting in the dark by yourself and whether you're focusing on your breath or not, your breathing is going to be better than when you're on your phone. And that's one of the things I think we spoke about last time. And this, this kind of blew my mind is that our breathing stops when we're on our phones mm. or at least gets severely limited. Is that the case? Uh, it, it depends on the individuals. But for example, what I can say is that uh, um, uh, breathing too much is, a, is an issue and breathing too little is an issue. And when you don't need to hold your breath, 
because you are not on the water, <laughs> then this creates some some other uh, inconvenience. But uh, yeah, people uh, tend to hold the breath when they are reading an email, mm. yeah, or when they are writing an email, or when they are in the phone. That is something a little bit more that requires more attention. So um, some people turn uh, stress and awareness by or breathing too much and breathing too shallow or holding the breath. But both ends are not good. So once you start connecting more with your breathing, you are able to spot easily all these situations when you are doing something wrong with your breathing. And then the beauty is that you can influence immediately and you realize, oh, I'm, why I'm holding the breath reading this, this email. And then you start getting practicing, practicing uh, that during when you are writing the emails, you need to flow and you need to breathe and everything is fine and <laughs> you still need to breathe, right? So there is no, no, uh, no issue why to hold the breath or breathing or breathing too much. But uh, yeah, this is a journey. I think, Stefan, you are too advanced with <laughs> uh, <laughs> putting, which is great, putting the time to uh, in the mornings or in the evening to downregulate and find your 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 space within the within the day in the morning to prepare your day or in the afternoon to digest what happened or even to 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 break down that uh, stress level but uh, normally once you start understanding and implementing properly breathing within the day you have different episodes where you take the opportunity to downregulate yeah, most of the people, what we do, we start the day very early and rushing because you are late and you are always on the red zone at the top. Yeah, and then you get late to work or you don't have time for breakfast and then you have the meeting and the meeting, 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 then you don't have that much time for lunch. Then you go running to train or whatever activities you want to do. Then you get home, you have your, your dinner, you see the TV, and then you go back to sleep. Mm. And you don't, we don't break this pattern. So this is also interesting about breathing. You need to find your bracket of down regulation during the day and do some breathing exercises. There are one million breathing exercises to down regulate. You need to understand what works better for you and take just uh, even if it's five minutes is better than nothing mm. and this will help you to change completely your stress levels and be able to live better and longer and healthier and so it's a different new uh, perspective and i think it also happens it helps a lot with with being present right like i think one of the big concerns that i have in society today is our inability to stay present and our inability to pay attention for for a long time, like a conversation like this, right? Like, yes, it's okay if your mind drifts while you're speaking to someone and like it's, but but focusing on, on your breath and focusing on, again, now going back to meditation. And one of the, the huge benefits to me is I'm, I'm able to pay attention longer to the things that matter. Um, and it's because, you know, we are such a distracted society, right? Like whenever we face a tough thought in our head, like we immediately pick up our phone or we switch on Netflix or whatever it is, like our inability to sit still for a long time or inability to focus on something like breathing for, even if it's five minutes, um, is, is kind of staggering and it's kind of mind blowing that it's, that it's such a big concern. So it's just really just a side, a side thought, but. But one of the things that, that breathing has helped me with is to 
pay attention better. And I don't know if that's something that that you've yeah, witnessed it, as well. It, it can definitely, uh, uh, let's say, uh, trying to be focused and being on focus or stress, there is a very strong correlation with breathing. Of course, uh, breathing is not always the miracle pill mm. that is going to fix everything. But you can improve your conditions and you can live better, but you can also, when it's wrongly applied, you can make things worse. Mm. You can worse your, your conditions can worsen. And uh, yes, uh, stress can be higher. So it's a double-edged uh, knife. Yeah. Yes. So, um, for example, when you start doing, when you, when you start breathing uh, relaxed and your exhalations are getting uh, longer, what happened is uh, the pH uh, um, shifts a little bit to more uh, alkaline, uh, so more acidic, and therefore the capillaries in the brain, uh, they open a little bit better, so you are able to think better and you are more relaxed. Yeah, than the opposite, if you are uh, a little bit more stressed, then it happens the, the, the opposite. Therefore, also the breathing will be altered. Yeah, and therefore your capacity to focus is going to be harder. For example, um, we had the um, different cases from kids, uh, young age, maybe we are talking something between three to nine, that they, their parents are, 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 are splitting. Yeah? And uh, they go through uh, personal issues about uh, security. And some, peop some, some kids, uh, you, have, you, you can see, for example, pictures of the jawline, the, the mandible and the maxillary. Uh, when they were three, and then you have uh, another picture of when they were six, and their 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 jaw structure is completely changed because they started mouth breathing wow. because of insecurity, and uh, that also have uh, especially at that age with uh, when everything is growing up, uh, it, it has a strong uh, remark, yeah, and it's something that if it remains there. You don't take action is going to last forever because once the, th the bones are already formed, you need to go through uh, other kind of interventions. Yeah, and then for example, mouth breathing when you when the there are kids uh, that change the, the jaw and the and the and, and the maxillary, therefore it gets narrower. Uh, when it gets narrower, all the teeth are not able to develop properly. Uh, also, uh, the respiratory pipe gets a little bit thinner. Therefore, you will have an individual when it's uh, older or adult, the respiratory pipe is going to be thinner. This person for sports or for sleeping is going to be more challenging. Mm -hmm. With also all the added value, negative added value of that a kid that is constantly hyperventilating a mouse breathing is going to be very difficult for him to focus at school. Wow. Yeah, and it's going to create uh, issues with uh, with uh, so socialize mm. within his circle of friends, and be is going to be a little bit more rebel and more reactive toward the parents, and it's an endless Psycho. cascade of 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 uh, actions that have no end. Yeah, and that's uh, the amazing part of of breathing is that you can understand it like very superficially. Yes, breathe in and breathe relax, but then when you start uh, pulling. You know all the all the actions that are correlated with it and to it, 
it's it's endless because you go into cellular level, physiology, bones, and, and, and breathing is, is incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and I think what's cool that we spoke about before as well is like high stress situations, right? Like being able to approach a stressful situation calmly because of your breath, like whether that's, you know, you're working at, in the military or you're a performance athlete or you're about to give like the biggest presentation of your life, mm. like having that ability to count on your breath to help you essentially downregulate, I suppose, um, while you're undergoing such an activity is also a huge game changer, which I don't think a lot of people think about. Yeah, one of the one of the branches of services we have is related with uh, we call it tactical performance, and within tactical performance we 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 have the bracket of uh, providing services to special operations, uh, police and and military. Yeah, they, both profile are a little bit. They have some similarities, but some they, they have a lot of uh, different uh, applications. How how you can uh, use breathing, and there uh, the game is not only about breathing; it's also about mindset, yeah, and how you are able to uh, take the right decisions in the right moment and quicker and safer. Yeah, and it's not only also about regulation. Regulation is about. Uh, uh, maybe be able to deal in certain moments with very high levels of stress. But for example, uh, if you are not, if, if you need to uh, move your, your, your body very quickly and then take decisions, you need to be able to be in the right zone, in the right zone of, of, of pH balance. Yeah, because uh, if, if, for example, you sprint and then you need to, they need to shoot or something like that. Uh, when you shoot, you need to take decisions. Therefore, you need to have uh, the, the proper, you need to implement the, the proper breathing, for example. Uh, and this is also related with poor performance or uh, with tactical performance. Uh, let's say uh, you have to go up a hill. So before the hill, before you start going up the hill, you have to upregulate yourself. So that means you start breathing a little bit harder because you know that when you start hitting the uphill, the, 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 the oxygen is going to deplete and then you do a pre-charge of oxygen that is going to help you to do the, the, the slope uh, with uh, more uh, fuel. Yeah. So and, and then when you get to the top, how do you, uh, with your breathing, how do you influence mm -hmm. to recover your system? Yeah, and then how you uh, balance. Yeah, it's not all, always about breathing more. How then you balance and you cope your your uh, effort with that specific frequency. Yeah, and everything it's 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 a constant game. That's why, for example, with the athletes we train uh, at the beginning, they 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 are very focused on the on the technique while they are performing. But I told them, I tell them at the beginning, look, uh, now you're focusing maybe 70% in your technique and very 30% in your breathing. When you understand breathing is actually the opposite. All your performance is focused on, let's say, 70, 75%, 80% is focused on your breathing to be, be able to moni monitor your pH and how you feel, how you feel your extremities, how you feel your, your mind. Is it, are you getting lightheaded? Are your, your legs getting heavier? Are your diaphragm getting a little bit tighter? Are your intercostals getting a little bit tighter? Then you need to implement solutions. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I think being aware of that is the most important thing. Like when when we did uh, some training together, 
you always told me you were like listen just focus on obviously like the sensation during the workout but like once you then finish like reflect on you know the last hour the last two hours like how was it did it make a difference like where was it tough where was it easy um because we're so stuck in our ways right like we're when you do the wrong thing continuously day in day out like trying to change that is obviously going to be a slow process but like once you uh once you see these little improvements it's it's extremely it's extremely motivating yeah uh, breathing uh, uh, it, it's about consciousness right the, the more you are conscious the more you are going to be con you connected with your breathing and therefore you are going to be more connected with your physiology we also have to think that for example breathing is about uh, we have muscles we have bones and we have organs and this all plays uh, a crazy game and also when you add pH balance and then when you add uh, okay what effort are you doing or what stress are you doing so everything is a, is a cocktail of complexity but within this complexity we can learn about it yeah and um, what I was going to say what was your what was your question there wasn't really a question it was uh, more just a statement around um, around understanding and, and constantly monitoring yourself mm. once you do you know exercises like this I think it's like been a pretty fascinating process for for me because like my my experience with breath has been predominantly on down regulation mm -hmm. with meditation and during workout right like focusing on just very simply breathing through your nose and out through your mouth but like what the exercises that you've given me has really helped with is is performance and is becoming more mindful of of what you can do throughout the day to upregulate yeah. and downregulate. Yeah, and and also for example about upregulation, I would say for example, uh, breathing is connected with so many things in our body. Let's say for example, many people who has they have suffered poor digestion. Most of them, or many of them, are upper chest breathers. That means you are not activating real, really your diaphragm when you breathe. And we have to think that the, 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 the lungs, they work with the diaphragm at the bottom. It's like a big pump. It's like a big piston. And the big, this big piston, when you really activate it and you, you breathe diaphragmatically, uh, the diaphragm constantly massages the uh, liver, massages the organs, massages the, 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 the stomach. Every time you breathe, you are pushing down mm. the food yeah, in order for, for it to be properly removed out of the stomach and being pushed into absorption to the intestines. Yeah? So if you don't really activate this and, and you don't stimulate, and stimulation means constant blood flow, and constant blood flow means movement, and movement means uh, health. And well, stagnation means the beginning of death, mm. yeah, and um, beginning of problems. So if you don't activate that, uh, it's, it's not a, a, a big uh, notice that uh, your digestion might not be that good, yeah. Or if you don't breathe with your um, the lower part of your of your, of your belly, your abdomen, and the ab abdomen is where this food is absorbed. So there are specific exercises for you you can do like before a meal and you you start bringing a little bit more of blood flow to the to the stomach and the, and, and activating a little bit more the organs and they are like charged and they are more they are warm up 
and they are better in order to to do the digestion. Wow, that's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, I that's funny because I, I listened to a guy named Ben Greenfield. I don't know if that rings a bell. So yeah. he he would say that like before he would have specifically like a big meal in a restaurant, he would go to the bathroom and do like 30 air squats. And he <laughs> said it always helped him like digest his food better. And I think breathing is, it goes parallel with that. Yeah, uh, it's about, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't do the air squat because that will put me into a stress, stress mm. response. Yeah, and what you want is to resume your time to eat in the most calm state in order for your body to welcome the food and be ready. When you are stressed, your body is triggered in, in a different way. There is no healing, there is no absorption. Yeah, that's why, for example, people with high levels of stress into the corporate world, they have so many issues with uh, food and with absorption and with digestion and with uh, heart issues also. Uh, everything is connected. So uh, here is where you need to implement maybe a five minutes or a three minutes or a two minutes minutes down regulation in order for you, for the body to be ready. And if you do a little bit of active diaphragm activation before, that will prepare the organs in order to do a better uh, digestion. Of course, you can also uh, have, like, let's say you have some um, apple cider vinegar in, in a little glass of uh, warm water that will also going to improve your, your digestion. So it's what things, all the tools you can implement to make yourself better. That's uh, the constant uh, uh, challenge. Yeah, totally. Before we, uh, before we part today, um, firstly, are there any other things that are beneficial for the listener to hear about? Uh, uh, mainly that here, the, the most important would be um, uh, people to start paying a little bit of attention to, to the breathing. Uh, don't give it for granted because uh, I say sometimes like joking that we should never uh, dare to die without understanding breathing. Mm -hmm. Because breathing is it's a life-changing uh, tool, yeah, and it's for free. And we are not really, most of the population is not taking an advantage. I'm sure uh, this would uh, reduce many conditions we have. And uh, it can be applied in everything. And also, if you understand a little bit breathing, you can check on your kids. Yeah, and even if, if you are a little bit uh, in, into the third age, you, are, you can understand the importance of activating your respiratory muscles. Or if you are an athlete, how to implement breathing. Are you, you are an Ironman. You want to go for an Ironman uh, and you, you will be there for maybe nine hours or 10 hours. So are you able to keep your breathing during that time effectively? So that's why breathing is the first a conditioner to your performance mm. and people don't understand these people they they, they focus on uh, training hard training hard training hard i eat i rest i recover uh, but the foundation the first thing that is going to limit uh, your your performance is going to be breathing and people neglect this yeah 100%. and it's a it's, it's a real shame because uh, uh, we also say that we can improve uh, any athlete's physical physical perform performance because most even most of the athletes they don't understand breathing and their respiratory, although they train hard, their respiratory muscles could be much more stronger. And yeah. therefore it's easy. You are able to maintain a very high frequency without your diaphragm and your respiratory muscles getting tired. All that, all that what you are going to gain in, in, in your performance. Yeah, I've already seen, I mean, 
even though we, we, we haven't trained for a very long time together, like I already saw pretty significant differences that I wouldn't want to lose. Let's just mm -hmm. put it that way. Like it's, it's things that you'd want to, it's things that you'd want to keep into your training. Um, yeah, the, here I wanted to, to say that uh, for people who are into sports, uh, when you train or when you are doing a race, the most common mistake is not training the respiratory muscles, not warming up, not preparing the respiratory muscles. And, and doing a pre-warm-up on your, on your, let's say, on your race, yeah, I'm going to warm up a little bit and um, so I'm ready. Uh, this will not give what the respiratory muscles uh, can provide when you're racing. So most of the, most of the people and the, and the athletes, they warm up the respiratory system during their training or during the race. So there is a huge difference starting 100% than starting the race at, let's say, 80% and gaining that extra 20% after a few minutes into the race. Then you can have some other issues because uh, everything is connected. Then if, the, if you, for example, if you, and this comes, if, if you're not, don't do the diaphragmatic breathing or you are not used to the di diaphragmatic breathing, when you do diaphragmatic breathing, that creates stability in your lower back. Yeah, and when you do upper chest breathing and you do this and you sustain this into a high frequency and for a long period of time, of time in a competition or in a, in a training, that unlocks the, it makes your, your core weaker and then you can have some knee issues. Mm. Uh, you can have some hip issues because there is no, your, your, your body is not connected. So here you need all the connection. Yeah. And the diaphragm is, is the, 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 the organ that is in the middle of the body and create that connection and stability. So it's, this is just a, a remark, but uh, there is a huge difference, and that's, for example, breathing exercises, and and even more the P100. For us, it's a it's a miracle machine in many in many ways. And once you use it, and you go to train or you go to race, that's a complete different uh, game. Yeah, we call it a, an unfair using the P1, P100. <laughs> it's an unfair advantage yeah, yeah, yeah. to yourself and to your opponent. Yeah, and to your opponent. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Nestor, where can people find out more about you, ballistics breathing? Like, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, we have. Uh, we are present in Instagram. In Instagram, we are not that active. Uh, so far, we like to uh, be discreet with uh, with our knowledge and and the information we we display. So you won't find like that, that many things in Instagram. We are posting little uh, tips uh, from time to time. Uh, we like to so far to fly a little bit under the radar mm. for the moment, yeah. And uh, through the inst, inst, uh, through the website uh, ballisticsbreathing.com uh, and, and the Instagram is the same. It's uh, ballistics breathing, and there you they, you can find our our contact. And we are uh, based in Dubai, where we are globally connected, so we can able to support athletes uh, around the world. Yes, around the world. Fantastic. So if you're listening and you're interested in learning more, check out the website. And of course, if you're an athlete or if you're a non-athlete who wants to work on their breathing, whether it's because you're not sleeping well, whether it's because you're anxious or you want to change your energy levels or you want to learn more about upregulation and down regulation during your day, 
Nestor is the perfect person to speak to. We will disclose the links in the episode, so you'll be able to get in touch directly. And um, of course, if you guys have any questions, you can always get in touch with us. Nestor, thank you so much for being here today. It was a thank real you, pleasure. Stefan. Congratulations you. on your first episode. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Hope to be more than one time. <laughs> for sure. Thanks a lot. Thanks.